He rubs against your legs, purring loudly. Large, sapphire eyes gazing up at you. Love is in the air. Until he lunges at the only exposed skin on your ankles. As unpredictable as your cat may be, you want a cat litter you can count on. World's best cat litter is the hard-working, odor-destroying litter with no harmful chemicals or clay dust. And because it's made from corn, it's natural and sustainable. Try World's Best Cat Litter for the world's best cat. This is Dream Power Radio, the place where your dreams turn into reality. Here is your host, Debbie Specter Weissman. Hello, 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 and welcome to Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network powered by Raven International. I'm your host, Debbie Specter Weissman, the Dream Coach. This is a show where we talk about dreams both daytime and nighttime dreams, and how you can cause them to make the internal shift to a life you love and rediscover the truth of who you really are. March 1st was International Women's Day, where the focus was on celebrating the accomplishments of women worldwide. It was also a day to recognize that the work isn't done that there are many issues that remain that keep women all over the world from achieving their full potential. One woman who has dedicated her life to helping women break through both business and personal barriers is my special guest today. For the past 20 years, Marsh Engel has led live events, wrote books, and coached thousands of women into creating purposeful lives, who have in turn spurred other women on to their own successes. In celebration of her 20th anniversary, Marsh has come out with a new book as part of her Amazing Women Legacy series. It's called Amazing Women, It's Your Time to Emerge. And, full disclosure, I have the honor of being one of the contributing authors to this powerful narrative. And with that, welcome to Dream Power Radio, Marsh. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. And I love the introduction. It inspired me hearing you speak about full disclosure. You're part of this powerful new book. Well, you know, I'm all about honesty. So, you know, if I bring somebody on to talk about their book, I have to say, hey, you know what? I'm in it too. And I'm proud of it. I mean, I think it's and what an am- yes, amazing contribution you made. It is a wonderful book. We're going to talk about the book a little bit later, but I want to start off, Marsh, with just saying you've been at this for a long time. And when you first started, did you think that 20 years later, your work would have all been done? I had no idea, honestly. I'd like to tell you that in 1999, you know, my mom passed away. My mom died suddenly, unexpectedly on January 15th, 1999. And that was awakening for me that I realized that the way life had been, the structure that I'd given my work, my the focus of my contribution as an entertainment marketer for television and film, a great career, but not my calling. And I found that when my mom passed, there was something really urging me forward. It was urging me to search for the amazing woman. And of course, the amazing woman I was searching for was the amazing woman within myself. So in all honesty, when I started this vision, this dream downloaded into me, this this vision, I caught this vision, this idea 
uh, insight to search for the amazing woman, the woman I was really searching for was myself. And little did I know that 20 years later, it would have grown into a movement that encourages, inspires, uh, motivates others to do the same, to search for their higher calling, to make a difference in the world, to make that contribution. And over time, honestly, there has been a big evolution within the movement because back, you know, in 2001, in our first celebration, uh, we were in 10 U.S. cities and it was a very different environment for women at that time, 2001, 20 years ago, than it is today. I know one of your missions is to guide women into being legacy makers. What do you mean by that? I believe that every single one of us, there's none of us that have been overlooked. We all have a voice that can make a massive contribution and difference in the world. That can be everything from motherhood, teacher, well-being expert, coach, a mentor. It can be a, a creator that designs businesses and works within the corporate environment. It can be a woman who is using her voice to empower published products and women's voices, which is one of my passions to put women's voices into the media. It can be all different ways, all different definitions of a legacy. But what's important is that we understand a legacy is how are we taking action? How are we visioning ourselves? What is the image that we hold of ourselves? And how do we put that image into an evolving purpose so that we're constantly ever more making a difference, making a contribution, leaving our footprint in the world so that ultimately the legacy that we're leaving is creating what I believe to be a, an, a, a ever-evolving atmosphere and environment for our next generation of amazing women, maybe our next multi-generations of amazing women. So what is the first step that a woman has to take on the way to becoming a legacy maker? A legacy maker is to really understand who you are and what you stand for. But, you know, the pandemic brought into my awareness more than ever before that oftentimes we have an evolving purpose. And what I mean by evolving purpose is we start to redefine who we are. We start to evolve and create a new self-image about ourselves. We start to see that maybe there's possibilities that are yet untapped. Maybe there are interests that I've had that I've set aside and now that's, now's the time they're being called up. So we, the first step is that we have to make an agreement with ourselves to allow that growing beyond the defined, to allow that evolving purpose to move through us, to allow ourselves to look at the way we've defined ourselves, and maybe we've defined ourselves in a perfect way for what we've been up to in the world. But now it's time to take a look at that, that self-image and see, is there more of us that's wishing to be expressed? So the first step of a legacy maker is to allow herself to let go of the way things have been and let herself see and lean into the way things can become. So I think that legacy making sounds like uh, a big monumental experience of creating. I believe I'd like to define legacy making as me being the best that I can be so that I'm reflecting to you 
the best that you can be. And I think together we link arms and we lift each other so that together we're creating a legacy that is an evolving, purposeful, inspired, infused with energy and inspiration future that we're creating for ourselves and we're creating for one another. That all sounds wonderful and what magical goal to achieve. But too often, I think we find people we see, their friends or business associates that just fail to achieve their goals. And, and I think the word that comes up for the reason for that is that four-letter word, fear. Can you can speak to that and, and mm-hmm. talk about how women can get beyond that so that Mm -hmm. they can achieve what they're meant to be? Well, you know, I was meditating just last week and I took this, brought this into one of the courses that I teach and that fear is really designed to breed more fear within us. So that if fear gets a hold of us, what it's really, it's, it's pure intention. The pure intention of fear is to create more fear within us. So I think that by getting a hold of an understanding that fear is an energetic quality that's designed to hold us back or designed to keep us safe or designed to keep us little or small or designed to soften or mute our voices, within ourselves, we've somewhere made an agreement that that's the way to go. And we have to get really honest with ourselves. One of the things that I believe diminishes fear faster than anything is a strong, very strong spiritual practice. And especially today with the the environment that we're living in, it's absolutely going to be normal that fear is going to come into our awareness, that we're going to encounter fear. And then we're going to start to take that on personally and we're going to start to make it our fear. And then I have a fear of is what's going to be our I am fearful. We're going to start to speak fear into our own definitions of our future. So what we have to do is anchor ourselves. And what I found, especially during the pandemic, is a spiritual practice that brings us more into an embodiment of the truth and the power of who we are. And that's really something that's between you and you. We can look to others to empower us. We can look to others to keep us grounded and anchored. We can look to others to believe in us. But I believe that if there's anything that's going to mute fear faster than anything, it would be to have a strong spiritual practice so that we can begin to embody our creativity. We can embody the essence of who we are. We can begin to walk out into the world and become fortified in the strength of our creativity. And a spiritual practice, I I can name some of the ways that I use spiritual practice. First of all, I surround myself with motivational speaking and inspirational talks. I listen. um, I have uh, high vibration music going. Sounds woo-woo, but it works because it's proven that sacred sound can raise the vibration of the body, which then raises our ability to lift up above anything that might be wanting to diminish our power. Breath work is incredibly powerful. There's lots of different forms of breath work that we can do, but breath work brings us into our body. There's all kinds of different types of meditations that we can do. Journaling is an incredibly powerful. Again, it sounds very simplified, but the truth is, is that when fear comes up, if you, if you express 
what it is, what it's saying to you, what it's here to communicate to you, you may be surprised at what the fear is actually telling you. It may be urging you forward. It may be urging you to be a trailblazer or a pioneer in this way. We do step out as pioneers. So those friends of yours that maybe are having challenges meeting their goals or maybe even yourself, it could be that the way you've defined a goal is actually not the essential goal that you're being called to. It could be that there's something even greater that's wishing you to be brought forth through you. And that could be trailblazing a new message. That could be trailblazing a new idea. I'm back 20 years ago when Amazing Woman's Day was became a movement early on in uh, 2021. And we started bringing women together in 10 U.S. cities the first year, 50 U.S. cities the second year. And it before we knew it, it was a movement. That was a very different approach. And I'm going to tell you, Debbie, I felt incredibly uncomfortable at time doing interviews because it was such an evolving understanding for many women. And it was an evolving understanding for me as well. So I had to go with understanding in new ways. I had to let go of what I thought, who I thought I was, which was behind the camera, creating promotional marketing for television and film, working with entertainment clients. I had a completely different definition. Who was I to speak my truth? And actually, somebody asked me the other day, which I thought was a great question, and somebody watching this right now may be asking themselves, is that what qualifies you? I'm going to almost laugh when I say this, is what qualifies you to do the work that you do? What qualifies you to be an inspiration, um, a, a visionary for the success or the leadership of women? And I immediately, you know, became kind of reactive, I'm sadly, I will say, and I started naming the books that I'd written or the, you know, the awards or whatever, and those really didn't matter. And I paused for a moment and I said, the truth is what any one of us isn't qualified to inspire another person to step up into their power. Is there any of us that has been overlooked when it comes to saying to another, I see you as a legacy leader. I see you as a voice of empowerment. I see you as a woman who can accomplish her goals. I see you as a woman who can walk through any level of fear and make friends with it and keep walking forward. So the the answer is what qualifies me to do the work that I do or what qualifies any of us is that we're all qualified. If we feel the calling and we can reach out to lift another, that's what we're all here to do. And especially right now in this moment. I think that is such a powerful thing to say, because certainly it is, it's in anybody. You don't need a zillion degrees, years and years and years and years of accomplishment. What you do need is a caring heart and the desire to want to help. And because it could go, when it goes down to the one-on-one level, it's just as simple as listening to somebody, hearing what they have to say, and, you know, through that, helping them, fit, you know, realize what they have inside them that maybe they didn't even realize they had before. And it, it doesn't take more than just listening and being a caring person to do it. I believe it was Maya Angelou and Oprah Winfrey that there's a quote that I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. But it's something like uh, creating a legacy is created through your day-to-day interactions. 
And last night, the words came to me just before I I went to sleep was that uh, right now in this moment, someone's noticing the difference that you're making in their life. And I think that I wasn't saying that to myself. I might have been saying that to myself, but I might have been saying it to you. I might have been saying it to all the women in the book that is coming out in uh, just a couple of weeks. I, I might have been saying that to um, anyone that's listening to this interview right now is that be aware, be, be conscious, be alert that right now, the way you're defining yourself, the way you're taking actions, the inspiration you're sharing, the words you're speaking to anyone at any time is your legacy. Can you imagine the difference that we can make in the way we inspire each other and lift each other just simply by knowing that right now someone is noticing the difference that you're making in their life? Okay, those are powerful words to end this segment. It's time for a little break. We have been speaking with empowerment advocate Marsh Engel, and we'll be right back. What do Thomas Jefferson, Elias Howe, and Paul McCartney have in common? They all understood the value of dreams, and as a result, the ideas, inventions, and creations from their dreams affect us to this day. What great ideas are you leaving on your pillow at night? Sign up for a complimentary consultation at my website, thedreamcoach.net, and discover why your dreams are a terrible thing to waste. Welcome back to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Specter weissman Yes, welcome back to Dream Power Radio. I'm your host, Debbie Specter weissman and we're speaking with Marsh Engel about women's empowerment. Marsh, you know, you talked uh, right before we left about how anybody can help somebody else inspire them. And you've done such remarkable work helping women achieve great success in the workplace. Uh, so my question now is, what about the woman who doesn't necessarily want to be the CEO or she doesn't see herself cut out to be an entrepreneur? What advice do you have for her to live a purposeful life? Oh, that's a great question. Generally, there's something that's calling within us. It doesn't have to, you know, the world wants to define us in certain ways, a business leader, entrepreneur, founder, creator of some kind. What I say is that she listens to her heart. And if there is philanthropic work that she loves to do, if she wants to innovate something completely new and different in, in the area of what used to be a hobby and now could become a business if she wants that, I think that we are over-identified by certain titles. When I started my business back in the day, which was a very long time ago, in 88, I first started my business, the word entrepreneur wasn't thrown around like it is now. CEO wasn't something that I aspired to at all. I believe that when we start to give titles to things, we start to limit, we put ourselves in a box. So I think that the woman who right now is that I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to own a business. What she can ask herself is what is calling to me to invest my creativity into? Let me notice the times where I feel really feel enlivened. Let me notice those times where I really feel connected. Now, I have a great story I could put here is that, you know, most people oftentimes think that I've always wanted to be a writer or I've always wanted to speak on stage and I've always wanted to lead a woman's movement or lead programs for women. And the truth is that 
I had no idea that I would be writing books. It was a vision that was give, gifted to me. I think we all have that type of experience, but many times we overlook them or many times we deny ourselves. And the reason I say that is because it was so hard for me, Debbie, to look at a book, my very first book, as this is going to sound wild, but it was so hard for me to look at that first book and see my name as author on the cover. I could not imagine myself as an author. I saw myself as a storyteller. I saw myself as an interviewer. I, actually, I didn't even see myself as an interviewer. I, I, I simply felt as though I was answering a calling and it landed me in a space where I became a published author. I did not have a definition of myself that fit the role that I was being called into. When I first spoke, when I first was given a mic to speak, Debbie, nothing would come out of my mouth. It was like a squeak. I was so fearful of communicating. My voice was so shut down, but there was a calling. I could feel a calling on my life that I had something to say and it needed to be said. And I actually use that as a mantra today is, you know, how can I use my voice to say what was wishing to be spoken? And it's, I believe that if we begin to, again, I'm going to go back to that spiritual practice. I believe that the woman that says nothing in the world energizes me or inspires me, definitely don't want to be an entrepreneur, definitely don't want to be a business owner, can't imagine being a CEO. It's a spiritual practice will bring her inward, will bring us inward. And through that inwardness, we begin to discover callings. I love your question because I think it's a really good time for us to step outside of the boundaries of being called an entrepreneur or the boundaries of being called a business owner. And maybe we start to call ourselves, I'm a legacy maker. And the focus of my legacy is motherhood or being a chef or being a fitness fitness expert or being somebody that brings breath work into the world or being a writer, a, a, a journalist, you know, the list could go on. So I think that it's really about following that passion and how do we find the passion? I think we get really still within ourselves and we listen very deeply because I promise you, there's not one single woman. I've worked with hundreds, hundreds, thousands of women and there's none. There's not one single woman that did not have a calling on her life that we in time found our way to. We found the discovery of. I, you know, I wrote the book on the female firefighters of New York City right after 9-11. I interviewed the fewer than 25 women that were the first female firefighters in a um, FDNY community of 14,000 firefighters. Imagine this, 14,000 firefighters, 24 of them are women, the very first ones. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is an incredible story. This is an incredible, amazing woman's story. These are trailblazing, pioneering women. None of them had thought of being a firefighter from, you know, forever. It had been a thought that came to them, and they followed it. And the way they made it through was to link arms and lift each other through 
becoming certified as firefighters, which was quite the journey. Too long of a story to tell right now. But my point is, is that when I got the very first one, she was the very first battalion chief for FDNY. When I connected with her and I'm on the phone with her to set the interview up, I said, I'm writing a book called Amazing Woman, Amazing Firefighter. And out of her mouth comes, why would you ever want to interview me for something called Amazing Woman? So what I'm, my point is, no matter how accomplished we are, there's always that place of a self-identity that perhaps is limiting us. And I believe that if there's any time, there's two messages I would have today is look at how you've identified yourself and is there boundaries that you've placed around that identity or that self-image that is now limiting you? And how can you begin to step out into Something that maybe feels wildly uncomfortable. Like when I became a published author, wildly uncomfortable for me to go on stage, wildly uncomfortable for me to do. What did I even say to you today? I was a little bit nervous because I was talking about a body of work that had yet been spoken very much about with our new book coming out. But the other thing, the first message is we've got to look. We must look. We're being called. If it is, I'm, I, cannot say this in a more impassioned way is we are being called to look at the way we have identified ourselves, the self-image that we've accepted, and we need to move the dial on that, expand the view of that in a way that allows us to lift into seeing, feeling, and hearing the calling. And then from that, it's an identity that, that will take shape and form. One thing I will promise you is you are absolutely equipped you're absolutely positively equipped for what your calling is. It's not about having to fix something. It's not about having to break down barriers. It's about listening deeply. The other thing I would say is that the way that's accomplished and achieved is by connecting and embodying the spirit of your creativity. And you do that through a spiritual practice. When I say spiritual, I mean whatever connects you to your source calling, whatever that is. And, and to answer your question, early in the, in the introduction, you said something about the work being completed. And there was a time in my life, Debbie, that I thought maybe the work had been completed. I've been on a mission for 20 years here, and I thought maybe I've completed it. And I can remember being on Maui and quietly being guided to return to Los Angeles and work with as many women as possible as quickly as I could. And that's exactly what I did. I returned to Los Angeles. I put a program together. I coached many, many, many women into being inspired leaders that they already are putting their work into structure and form that they already had within them. And now I can see, as we're speaking today, the pandemic's here, and were we, we were being called out. We were needed in the world to be a support team, right? Is that we needed those women. I could see that. I think that now's our time. Now's our time to step up and do this. Hence the reason for Amazing Woman, It's Your Time to Emerge is the title of our new book. Right, which what I was going to get to right now. What led you to put this book out? Oh my gosh, I think that I could feel it. Everything I've been talking about today that I'm so inspired to 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 speak about, which is lifting us into an, a new identity, a new way of connecting with our purpose. I, I call it an evolving purpose, a new way to understand that you are purposeful. 
And that if you felt as though you could be there and thinking maybe I've fulfilled my purpose, you could be there and thinking that maybe I don't have a purpose, maybe that there's nothing that I'm interested in or everything I see others doing. There is a purpose within you. And I think that the amazing woman, It's Your Time to Emerge book, it illustrates to us many women that have been in the exact same situation I've just defined and looking for new ways to connect with their purpose, looking for new ways to emerge into a higher version or a more expansive true version of who she is, looking to uh, redefine and step into that redefinition in a way that she feels more true to herself, more empowered to stay true to her mission, maybe even finding her mission for the first first time ever. There's stories, I don't even like to call them stories, I like to call them inspired guidance, because they're, yes, they're taught through the form of story, but these are brilliant, like yourself, brilliant community leaders, brilliant coaches, brilliant well-being experts, brilliant therapists. These are women that have linked arms to tell their journey, but also inspire and teach us, each of us, how we can emerge into our own individual future from a higher perspective. Uh, Very inspired about this book. Not only is it absolutely the perfect time for Amazing Woman, It's Your Time to Emerge, a book of this nature, but it's also a book that is always going to be needed because we are always looking for that kind of inspiration to emerge into the next level of our truth, of our power, of our inspiration. I tell you, it is so true. And I just want to add that it's never too late to find your calling or find your passion. I mean, 20 years ago, if you had told me that I was going to be sitting here doing this podcast and helping people understand their dreams and, and coaching them into being the people they want to be. I would have said, you're nuts. You know, that's, it was so far from where I was at that point. But because I was open and allowed myself to have that moment of stillness, like you talked about, to dive deep and, and find, answer that question, what is my passion? It took a while, but it can happen. So that's my parting word about that. But my final question to you, Marsh, is how can people find out about the book and find out about you and your services? Oh, thank you for asking. You can go to Amazing Woman Nation, amazingwomannation.com. Easy to find us there. And you'll find all the information about the book. You'll find information about programs that we're offering, including our Destiny Writing Program, which is a signature program that is incredible in helping us to find our calling and stay true to our missions. But also uh, marshingle.com. Marshingle.com is another website that um, is dedicated uh, more to me specifically. But the Amazing Woman Nation is where you're going to get all the information about how you can take part uh, by the book be part of all of our celebrations we really are a collaborative community oh marsh thank you so much for being on dream power radio today we've been speaking with women's empowerment leader marsh engel i hope you've enjoyed today's program if you have please tell all your friends follow me and drop a positive review on your podcast site and if you're on clubhouse join me in my room club dreams where I host weekly rooms on all aspects of dream work. Until next time, this is Debbie Spector-Weissman saying, sweet dreams, everybody. 
You've been listening to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Specter Weissman. For more information on Debbie or to sign up for her newsletter, go to dreampowerradio.com. This has been Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International.